good to be here this morning. We have Benny's family here. Yeah, I mean, most of them are great. Right. They could fill up a whole pew and then some. <laughs> Does anything happen? Do you, anybody have a word they'd like to share before Brother Robert comes and bring our devotion this morning? I tell you, uh, it, mind the Lord this morning, and I tell you what, what a sweet, sweet spirit was last week. Yes. Just to tell you that sweet spirit this morning. But uh, what a blessing it is to be here this morning. Well, Brother Robert, you come and bring our devotion this morning. Bless the Lord. Amen. Good to be back out this morning. Good to see everybody here. Amen. Good to see you. Uh, it's, uh, it's a good I tell you, I just keep thinking about last Sunday. Of course, that was last week. Yeah. And, uh, we, you know, we, we can remember that. But we can have another one of those just about any time if we just get it. It's just a wonderful day, and, and we had some. Well, we went out mowing a little bit yesterday. It started raining, so I came in. Started just raining real lightly. It came in. And I thought, well, I looked out and the sun was shining. I thought, well, I'm gonna go finish now. And I heard this noise. And I thought, Wait, what is that? She's that rain. And the sun was just shining like everything. It was just pouring down rain. So we had good rain yesterday afternoon over Boston, and uh, brightened everything up, refreshed everything a little bit. Um, as I, as I was trying to prepare devotion this morning, I, I got thinking about my whole life. I was uh, I was in sales and purchasing, and uh, you know, the first part of my life it was it was uh, sales to industry. So presentation of the product didn't matter that much. It was in a box in a warehouse on a shelf. You know, it, it was not pretty. Um, but but I've been in retail now for a while too, and. Uh, there's a, there's a big emphasis on how it looks. Labels to the front, everything's straight, everything looks neat and you know, orderly. And uh, I got thinking about our Christian life. Uh, whether we believe it or not, we're salesmen. And we're not trying to sell this product, y'all. We're trying to give it away. But if it looks good, people will accept it. So as we go about um, uh, our Christian walk, um, we need to put on that smile. And we need that. We need to look like we're enjoying sure. what we're doing. Uh, you know, if you if you uh, if you went to a car lot and every car sitting out there was dirty and you know covered up with mud and stuff, you probably wouldn't be interested in it unless it was a Jeep. And uh, then you'd probably like, hey, that thing might be pretty good right there. But uh, most of the time, you want everything clean and shiny. And uh, uh, I sell plants at my house. I, I live in the home that I was, uh, most everybody knows this, I live in the home that I was raised in. And a lot of the stuff that my mother set out when I was kids like these young men right here, uh, five, 5 to 20 years old, are still there. And, and I root those plants, and I've got gardenias and hydrangeas from my home place from nearly Chattanooga to nearly Montgomery. And uh, from Jasper to and Coleman and everywhere else. So uh, I, I, sometimes I put up a little tin in my front yard and I'll set plants around it and, and announce it on Facebook or something and people come by. And if they're blooming, if, if those hydrangeas are blooming in the pots and they're pretty, they'll sound just like that. But if people come up and they're all, if I had water them and they're wilted down, they'll just shake their head and go off. So 
Let's don't be wilted Christians, y'all. Let's, let's keep ourselves watered. Uh, let's keep a smile on our face. And, and some things that we can do, and if you want to turn with me, uh, in Galatians, uh, fifth chapter, uh, 22nd verses, real, real familiar uh, scripture. And I may read a couple of verses in the sixth chapter, too. And it's talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And, and the fruit of the Spirit is, is what people will see in us if we're, if we're where we ought to be. So the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against, uh, temperance. against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the uh, with the effects and lust. We live in the Spirit. Let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be uh, desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying of one another. And then down in the sixth uh, uh, chapter, in the ninth verse, it says, "And let us not be weary um, in well doing." For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And we have therefore opportunities. Let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the house of faith. So, you know, we, we have an obligation. We have an opportunity to do good to all men. They said, especially, especially you brothers and sisters in Christ. Take care of them. Watch over them. Um, we are the family. Um, you know, we, we've all got family. Um, mine ranges from Coleman to Grandview area of the hospital there, whatever that area in Birmingham is called. I don't know what it is. Um, and, and, uh, but we don't see them every day. We don't see them. We don't see them every week. We don't see them sometimes for a month or two. Um, but we see you guys. And, and we're our family. We're family. And, and if we see one of us in need, um, Incumbent us to, to show them that respect and that uh, care that that um, that um, we're not so much obligated to do, but we're privileged to do. Sure. And, um, so you know, with that being said, let's just uh, let's just pay attention to uh, keep ourselves shining up a little bit, keep our um, paint clean, and keep our uh, keep our roots watered, so that so when people look at us, uh, they'll see something that, that they desire in us. Rather than something that would be like, I don't want that plant, it was dead already. You know, if I plant that, it's not going to live. Uh, they want something that brings out the best in us. So let's do that. And uh, I think if we do, and I think we do a good job of it here at this church, I really do. Uh, I just give everybody a pat on the back and stuff. It's a good base here for that. And with that being said, uh, we did go, when, Elaine, when was it, uh, Friday that we went to see Miss Ninja Angel? Yeah. And we went last week, and, and she was just in a bad way. And we walked in um, this week, and she was smiling and eating. And she said she felt so much better. So uh, let's keep her. She, she thanked the church for the prayers, and she said, please don't quit. You keep praying for me. She's wanting to come home, and uh, I think she probably will. And I don't, how long has she been over there, Elaine? Week and a half, two weeks? I think two weeks. Okay, so she's got another week or so over there, and then she'll be coming home. And, uh, 
um, maybe if you um, get a chance, um, when she gets home, go by and stick your head in for a few minutes and tell her hi, because um, she, uh, she, she loves this place. She said, you know, this is one of her, one of her churches, and she and Brother Ed were here for a while. And, um, Brother Michael, Marilyn doing okay. Marilyn doing, doing well from her little surgery, and uh, little surgery because it was her and not me. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, and, uh, so we've got Mark's um, family has got COVID in it now. So we just got a lot we could pray about, a lot we could, um, and, and Sister Bonnie got COVID there. And uh, so, you know, just a, a lot out there to pray about. And, it's not hard to find something. You don't have to look real hard. Um, he been from Dennis Hensley, and he he got to come home, but he didn't get to come home. His family, Judy, and the daughter had COVID, so he had to stay with a sister, sister, one the girl's sister, for a little bit. But they had tested negative the day uh, I talked to him, so maybe he got to go home. And he's gonna still have to have gallbladder surgery when they get his blood straightened out. They're gonna make sure it's good. So. Keep him in prayer. Mm-hmm. Keep Bess's dad in, in mind, too. So. Yeah, we got his heart shot back in with him Friday. Went well, well. <clears throat> so we're hoping he'll do, start doing better. All right. The need is great, but the resources is greater, y'all. And that resources is, is uh, from above. It's not from uh, above. Also, Brother Roger, uh, Brother Mark's wife had uh, she did? surgery, so I think, on the show. Yeah. How long? Mm-hmm. She uh, and that's the reason some of his kin folks was there, kind of helping take care of her. Yeah, we we actually uh, failed to mention her. We went by and saw her too. She was uh, uh, doing doing well. Had that big old smile on her face like she always does. Uh, so just uh, a lot out there to pray for, a lot out there to to care for. So let's do that. Brother Roger, could I mention something? Sure. I'm going to mention this because we attended church here for weeks, maybe two or three months, and had no idea that we could go back and <coughs> listen to the service from the previous Sunday. We just picked it up on a, a comment of somebody, and uh, I say that several comments already been made about uh, the service last Sunday, I went back and enjoyed it about three times. Yeah. And so it's out there. If anybody here does not know that, you can go You can go to a search engine, put in Liberty Hill Missionary Baptist Church. You can listen to the previous service or even services for that. It's a great too. I, we, I listened to it for the shut-in. And, uh, it's... Uh, it's a, it's, a, it's a real blessing. So, and uh, we've got uh, so brother, brother Mitchell to thank for that. That's right. Here. We don't want everybody to know that's out there. Use it and enjoy it. Sure. I thought about this. I thought I sat there and listened to it and got to hear uh, Brother Robert give his experience of grace. And I thought, man, man, we don't need anything to ever happen to that tape of that service. And you know, what a blessing all that. So we enjoyed it, Brother Robert. Uh, back to the week. <laughs> these uh, little microphones, these little things you see sticking up here are, are overhead microphones and they do a pretty good job of picking up if, uh, um, you know, if, if you got time, go, like Brother Chris said, go back and, and uh, listen to some of those services. 
Uh, I don't think that we had that going on when we were doing the study of Revelation, but boy, I sure wish we did. I'd like to go back and listen to some of those again. But uh, anyway, um, and also if you uh, if you wanted to see that, um, here's the uh, Blunt County Choir over at Lester Memorial. You can go to their website and watch that tape too. It's actually a video on that one. So um, we got lots of resources out there we can use to, to help our with. Anybody else got anything you'd like to say before we take our classes? And if not, we'll uh, we'll take our classes at this time. Well, I guess I'll just talk to our pastor sits down. Uh, a couple things I want to mention to everybody. The church had voted to buy some more of the green songbooks, but believe it or not, those things are copyrighted in the 1900s. <laughs> 1997 to be exact. I can't get them in green just like those, but I can get them in a blue. So we've decided to go ahead and we'll have two different colors, but they'll both say uh, the celebration hymn also. And unless anybody really objects to that, maybe we'll put the green ones on this side and the blue ones on this side. I don't know, but do something like hmm? Yeah, we could. I don't think we are, though. I think that's a good decision, Brother Michael, because that's a wonderful group and I'm having to get these from Word Publishing who owns the book. Nobody has them in a store. Yeah. yeah. So they had, they had some blue ones and I guess when those are gone, they're gone. So, yeah. Uh, just let you know, my little wife's doing fine, except when she coughs or sneezes. But uh, she's not having any more nausea, so she's going to be all right. Uh, one other thing, uh, pretty soon here, the class needs to elect a teacher and an uh, assistant for next year. And lastly, I have a question. Uh, we've been in Genesis for quite a while, and uh, the question would be, do we want to take a break 
and maybe jump over in the New Testament or somewhere for a few couple of months and then come back. So if you'll just think about that and let me know. Uh, it's, it's, it's y'all's class. We'll go where you want to go or stay where you want to stay. But uh, give me some feedback. It's, it's fine with me either way. But I know we have been in Genesis a while now. Uh, we'll be in chapter 17. Anyone else a word this morning? Genesis chapter 17. And when, Abr and when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared unto Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. <clears throat> Walk before me and be thou perfect. Now on top of your head you'd say, wait, he's commanded him to do something that he's not able to do. Uh, nobody can live perfectly, but I take a little different take on that. I know that we make, we make a mistake every day. Uh, we might have a little idle thought now and then, but, you know, I hope in my Christian's, Christian life I can go longer than a day now without purposely, intentionally sinning. You know? I hope I can go a few days even without saying, I know this is wrong, but I'm going to do it anyway. You know, I hope as a Christian we can mature to that point where we can make a run at living a perfect life during the day in front of the world. I like to say, my, somebody will cut me off on the road and I'll get a little uptight at them, you know. But to purposely say, I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I'm going to do it. You know, we should be able to get over that one. And, 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 and so that's kind of the way I look at this. I know, you know, if you want to say perfect, 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 no, we can't do that. But uh, we can make a run at it, can't we? In that regard, sure we can. He said, and I will make in the second verse my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. And how old is he? Ninety-nine. Neither shall thou name any more be called Abram, but they shall be, but thy name shall be Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. And Abram meant exalted father, and Abraham means just what it says, a father of many nations. But listen how he, God expands on that promise. And I will make thee exceedingly fruitful. He's 99 years old, and they've never had a child, but God said he's going to make them exceedingly fruitful, above and beyond anything Abraham could ever imagine if I could add that there. And I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee, in their generations for an everlasting covenant, to be a God unto thee, and to thy seed after thee. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, we did just study Revelations a few months back, 
and I don't know if I really mentioned this or not, a lot of the belief that's out there about the nation of Israel itself and where it's at, they will go back to this verse for their foundation of what they believe, that God's covenant with the nation of Israel was everlasting. So that's where they'll run back to. They, how do I word this? We will find later on in Genesis that just being a descendant of Abraham didn't qualify. No, it did not. They like to think that. We find where Jesus had a lot of trouble with the Jews when he was here because they would hold on to they were a direct descendant of Abraham. But we'll get on later, and we'll touch on this later, where Paul talks about some things, and Christ even taught there was more to it. Remember, Moses made the... Well, was it Moses? God told Moses, no. This was in the New Testament, where Paul said... Not everyone that came out of Egypt, not everyone that went through the Red Sea was God well pleased with. No. They didn't have it in their heart. That's the bottom line. It wasn't in their heart. They might have had it in their head or on their, their gene, gene, genealogy hanging on the wall, but it wasn't in their heart. So we'll get into that much more, but I, I do want to point that out. Uh, that those that believe that things still have to happen in Israel, Christ will return to Israel, they go back to this verse for their, for their footing in that belief, okay? And just a reminder, we do not believe that, okay? Just a reminder. All right. Chapter, it's verse 9. And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. This is my covenant, which ye shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised. And ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant twixt me and you. And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you, every man child in your generations. He that is born in the house or bought with money of any stranger which is not of thy seed. <clears throat> he that is born in the house and he that is bought with the money must needs be circumcised and my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. One more verse. And the uncircumcised man-child, whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that shall, shall be cut off from his people. He hath broken my covenant. Why did God pick this as a sign of the covenant? Ever thought about that? Why wasn't it pierced the ear or something? Ever thought about why God chose this particular thing as a symbol of his covenant with Abraham and his people. It distinguished them from every other race and people in the world. They became in this a peculiar people. They were different than everybody else in the world. 
just like Brother Roger told us this morning we're supposed to be. Yeah. They could not deny they were descendant of Abraham. Remember in Joshua where they come up to the River Jordan and I believe it was in flood stage and the water parted and they went across into Canaan and the water came back. There was no going back at that time. Maybe next fall when the river got down again, but at the time being, they were over there to face whatever was there. <coughs> I am sorry. I apologize. I've got a dry mouth this morning. But I really feel like this particular thing that God commanded Abraham and his descendants was to make them unique in the world. No denying they were God's people, just like we're supposed to be a peculiar people ourselves. And it could be the things we do, the things we don't do, uh, but the spirit about us should really stick out in today's world. We should be, somebody should, we should never have to tell somebody we're Christian. They should be able to figure it out pretty quickly, you know? Uh, just, just the spirit about us. You know, you ever been friendly, really friendly to somebody in the drive-thru window? At the restaurant or the McDonald's or whatever? They just light up all of a sudden. Uh, it, they, it is so unique for them to see joy in somebody's life. Seemingly everybody's walking around depressed and miserable. See, I say that because I don't have to go to work tomorrow. That's... <laughs> Uh, yeah. We don't do this, Oh, yeah. Well, any Monday, I'm sorry. Yeah. On most Mondays, yeah. So everybody's cheerful this morning, right? Yeah. Brother Michael, we got a pretty good message here from uh, Brother Ricky one time on smiling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think about that pretty often, too. Yeah, yeah. We don't have to force, well, we can't force our Christianity on anybody. But all we have to do is let it shine. Sir. said, I got saved, and said, and then when I got saved, 
my wife got saved. And then he said, and then my daughter got saved, and we all got baptized at one time. And he said, I just felt like I needed to share that with you. How I, loud did you shout? <laughs> praise the Lord. Yeah. You know, that, and then he just said, hope you have a good day. And he just crawled back and cranked that bulldozer up and went right back to work. And I, that just amazed me. And what it was just such a blessing. Mm -hmm. You're just talking about let me light shine. I just had to share that because that just blessed me every time I think about it. Bless me. Did he sleep better that night, Pam? <laughs> well. <laughs> well. <laughs> Something else to worry about? Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Yeah. But, you know, I say the Old Testament is it says it's a schoolmaster. It's types and shadows and symbols of the New Testament. And here in this in this covenant in the Old Testament, God's people are being unique. Just like in the New Testament, we're being unique. Uh, the Old Testament, New Testament fit just like this. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the things in the New Testament can take its roots way back to the Old Testament. Even into Genesis, yeah. Someone else. I'd like to say that what the Bible says is the truth. It, it's, we need to really appreciate it and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And it is the truth that we can depend on. Amen. And, and if you want to look at it this way, and I think you could, he mentioned that kings would come out. Uh, we're, we're all saints. Do you know that? We are. And join heirs with Christ. Yeah. Royalty. We are royalty. Should put a smile on our face. Yeah, it should. All right. Something important in verse 13. Or, let me see, let me see. Yeah. There was a way made for an outsider to be part of the family. I think it's very important to see that. It says, and on in the second clause, and he that is bought with thy money must needs be circumcised. There was a way you didn't have to be born. You didn't have to have, quote, Abraham's blood in you to still be part of the family. But you had to have that uniqueness. Yeah, yeah. A type and shadow of the lost person being saved and being part of the church family. Yeah. So I think it's real important. Let's jump over... Um, a couple of places that I think are real important. You don't have to turn, but I want to read them. First one's in Deuteronomy chapter 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30, uh, verses 5 through 7. And here you can already see in the Old Testament how this is migrating from a physical circumcision to circumci a different one. Moses, in this last chapter of Deuteronomy, Moses is kind of going over things and preparing the children of Israel for his death. And he says in chapter 30, verse 5, 
and the Lord thy God will bring thee into the land which thy fathers possessed, and thou shalt possess it, and he will do thee good and multiply thee above thy fathers. And the Lord thy God will circumcise thine heart. See, way back the start, see, when he's talking about Moses, he's already talking about basically salvation. That's what he's talking about, being saved. A change, a uniqueness, and a change of the heart. So that that's kind of, that's the building block for salvation. Way back there, he even mentions it then—a circumcision of the heart—and that's how someone outside the church family becomes part of the church family. A circumcision of the heart, or, or as we'd say, they're being saved. They accept the Lord into their life. Now, as we know, the children of Israel, they came out of Egypt, uh, went through the Red Sea, and then they got sidetracked for a very long time. And then as, as they finally, well, actually, well, long story, let's leave that, but they finally get ready under Joshua's leadership to go into the land of Canaan. God wouldn't let them go till he made sure everyone was circumcised again. They hadn't done that in the wilderness. He would not let them go into Canaan until they were unique again. And that's just for us today. Yeah. We must be that peculiar people. We must have that circumcision of the heart to be a part of God's family. Yeah. So. And if, I'm not going to read it now, but if you wanted to in... Uh, Romans chapter 2, Paul discusses this in depth about the circumcision of the heart. Yeah. Anyone else on that particular topic before we move on? <coughs> Just to say it again, we are a peculiar, unique people in this world. We're supposed to be. Not better than them. Uh, I can say this. Marilyn's not here. I had a girlfriend one time give me a t-shirt and had an apple on it with a bite took out of it and it said, not perfect, just forgiven. Yeah. We're not better than the world. We were just like they were before we met Christ. Yeah. But a, a peculiar people, we should, in a good way, we should stand out in the world. Okay? Anyone a word? Michael, I, I think there's sometimes that we watch the news and we, we see the things happening and, and we, we say, well, just how could someone do those things? Um, no matter what it is, you know, that, but it's because they're not circumcised mm -hmm. the heart. Yeah. They don't have Christ's love in them. Uh, and the, the beginning of, of love is, is, the knowledge of, is the knowledge of Christ. Uh, you really can't love without yeah. this being saved. Uh, you can you can think you can love, but until you're saved, and and the love of Christ comes out of your heart, because it's all about Him. From the very from the front of the book to the very back, it's all about Christ. And um, and you know, as the song says, love is one. He, he did all the things he did for us. And, 
And so it's it's his love that comes out of us, and to know love is to know Christ. Did you know without even saying it, two Christians can be around each other and it won't take long to live figured out? Without either one of them saying, I'm a Christian. That spirit that indwells in us will, what's a good word? Those spirits will bear witnesses. That's the word I'm looking for. They'll bear witness with each other. Yeah. There's just something peculiar about a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Anyone else? All right. Verse 15. And God has said unto Abraham, As for Sarai, thy wife, Thou shalt not call her name Sarah, say whatever how you pronounce that with a long A there, but Sarah shall be her name, and I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations, king of people shall be of her. Anybody help know what Sarah means? Anybody? Princess. Princess. Yeah, princess. And I appreciate the fact that the Bible doesn't pull punches. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed. That's what it says, isn't it? He just flat... He was, he was 90 years old. And 99. 99, and um, once I hit 60, I began to fall a lot. <laughs> yeah, don't we all? Then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah that is ninety years old bear? Then Abraham said unto God, O oh, that Ishmael might live before thee, my son with my handmaid. We'll just go with this, God. I can't grasp. It's impossible in my eyes for the other to come true. And I'm going to try to read this the way I think God said it, if I might do that. And God said, Sarah, thy wife, shall bear thee a son indeed. I believe he was getting on to the little child right there. Listen to me, Abraham. No, no, no. Sarah. This ain't funny. It's kind of the way I read he told him. Yeah. Believe it, Abraham. Believe it. Believe it. Kind of like, well, he just could not grasp. Just kind of like we can't grasp eternal life. You know, when, when you really look at eternal life naturally, the flesh would want to laugh, wouldn't it? But the spirit in us has faith that it'll happen. So I really do. I think, just like it says, I think in his heart Abraham laughed. <laughs> no way, God. I appreciate the effort, but there's no way. But I think he got chastised real quick. And he said, you'll call, 19th verse, and God said, Sarah, thy wife shall bear thee a son. Did Sarah have any more children? I don't remember reading it. A son. One son. 
indeed. And thou shalt call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. And oh, by the way, as far as Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he begat and I will make him a great nation. <coughs> as we know, that is the Arab nation of today. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac. Don't, no mistake about this, Abraham. My covenant's with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this set time in the next year. We finally put a date on it. For 25 years, God has told Abraham this was going to happen, but now there's a time for it. And he left off talking with him, and God went up from Abraham. So. Well, you know, Michael, I think this is God's plan, obviously, from the beginning. Yeah. Because at, at this point, it could only be the, the hand of God that made uh, a 99-year-old man and a 90-year-old woman parents for the first time. That there was no nature about it. Nature had fulfilled its course years ago. But the hand of God reached down. Much as it did generations later in the same family in a little town in Bethlehem. Right. Mm -hmm. The New Testament says, I believe with God, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Nothing. So what do we take from this lesson? What do we take from what we've learned? Uh, we'll take Abraham was human just like we were. Yeah. He's a, he was a great man, the father of faith. But he was just, he was human like we were. Yeah. He had trouble grasping the promises of God just like we do. Yeah. yeah. But God specifically said, my covenant's with my people, the people of promise. See, Ishmael was going to be the people of man's best idea. Isaac was the son of promise. And a lot of people will say this, and I'll mention it because it's a fair uh, Abraham could be looked at as God the Father, Isaac as his only son. Now how many wives did Isaac have? One. He had one bride. And her name was just was Rebecca? Rebecca? Yep. Very good. <laughs> Rebecca. Isaac had one wife. How many wives does Christ have? One bride. The church. Yeah. So it goes all the way back. 
and we're to be a peculiar, unique people. Yeah, okay? That's all I got this morning. Anyone else? You know, Michael, uh, Phil put a great verse on our sign this morning. It Oh, he had a head start on all of us. Almost think, well, I don't just think it. You read throughout the Bible. God loves to take a very few and do a marvelous thing. 